Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Sixer Sense Podcast. My name is Lucas. I got Jonathan here as my co-host. Jonathan, we are post the initial rush of NBA free agency 2023, and there is a lot to talk about, right? Absolutely, man. Free agency is one of the best days of the of the uh, NBA calendar year, and not like huge crazy news. We're not looking for like Kevin Durant or LeBron James, but. Uh, Big stuff, though, nonetheless. Lots of news. You're right. Absolutely. And let's start out with the Sixers, particularly Mr. James Harden, who opted into his deal, which most would think, oh, that means he's staying. But no, it means the opposite this uh, this offseason. Uh, opting in would allow him to be traded to a team of his preference because there wasn't that many teams with uh, salary cap room right now. So the real question, well, let me ask you this first, Jonathan. What was your initial reaction when you saw the news that he opted in and requested a trade? Well, my initial reaction was that Harden kind of overplayed his hand. Like, I don't know if it was him, but someone around him, obviously leaking that news around Christmas that he might be interested in going back to Houston, really trying to make the Sixers play hardball, trying to get a longer-term deal, Um, and it didn't work. Daryl Morey didn't. They called the bluff. Harden clearly realized that there was not a, at least not a um, free agent market straight up that could sign him. Uh, and yeah, he realized his options were limited and in order to try and get where he has to go that he was going to have to opt in. So yeah, that was my initial reaction. How about you? Well, it's interesting. It's, it says a lot about a couple different things. First off, and we'll talk more about this later, but Houston did go sign a veteran point guard who has all-star experience, but not James Harden, not a player of James Harden's caliber. Let's be crystal clear on that. So that that tells you that maybe James Harden isn't the type of veteran that they want around their young players. Um, it was also interesting because, you know, last offseason, the Sixers worked out a one-on-one year, uh, one-on-one deal with James and to sign PJ and Daniel House, but that that ended up being some tampering. And from what I understand is that Harden didn't get any assurances at all from the Sixers front office because the front office didn't want to get slapped with another tampering charge. Cause you know, we lost the second round pick this year. So 
in order to to avoid that, you know, they couldn't tell him what they were thinking or what they wanted to do. And as a result, James panicked and opted in because he he felt like he was getting left out for jump change. And that that's an interesting thought process there. My initial reaction is because at the same time that, you know, it was announced, it was announced that the Clippers um, were interested. And I'm just like, oh, we'll get Paul George. But obviously we'll talk about that more in a minute. But, um, you know, I... It didn't feel like James Harden's tenure here was going to be super long. I mean, he was already 32 when he got here. He He's on the decline. I mean, decline for him still looks like 20 and 10, which is fantastic. But, I mean, it was either hot or cold in the playoffs, and that didn't spell like it was. Like, if he could have showed up for game six or seven and the Sixers would have won, I, I don't even think it's a question that he get the max, right? But that's just not... I, you know, clearly it's not happening now. He opted into uh, his last year of his deal, which is $35 million. Uh, then he'll become an unrestricted free agent. He cannot sign an extension based off the two-year deal that he signed. He has to be on a three-year deal to get an extension. So let me ask you this, Jonathan. Is the door completely closed on a return? What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I think 0% he's back. And I know... People are saying, like, Daryl Morey might take his time. You don't want to just get rid of him for nothing. And and the Ben Simmons situation, totally different, but dragged on for, like, half a year after he wanted out. So mm-hmm. I don't see that happening with Harden. I, I expect by opening day there's, like, 0% chances on the roster. What are you thinking? I, I agree, and for similar reasons. I mean, yeah, you, you could make Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons did not want to play for the Sixers. And he just, you know, he sat out. He didn't come to training camp. Maury can handle that. I think the Sixers can handle that. But what they can't handle is a quiet quitter. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because he did it with Houston. He did it with Brooklyn where he did when he's done, when James is done, he'll still show up, but he won't put in an effort and he might come into training camp out of shape. And that's not that that's not what the Sixers need, obviously. And, you know, Joel's trying to win a champion thing, Chip. I, I, you obviously got to think about Joel in this scenario because, you know, this is the second, all you know, partner that he's had that's basically quit on the team. You got to have a quicker turnaround than you did with Ben Simmons. You you have to. And so I, I think it's, I think that's, you know, I think that you have to have this done before training camp, especially with a new head coach. Like Doc Rivers was already there, so there was a little bit of leniency there, but with, Nick Nurse, not saying that Nick Nurse couldn't handle it, but you don't want to have that new, that type of, you know, vibe going into a training camp with a, you know, first year head coach, uh, you know, the Sixers first year head coach. Not to say that he's he's inexperienced because he's not. But so speaking of Ben Simmons, let's just compare this looking back at it now, now that James has requested a trade. Did the Sixers still win the James Harden trade? Ben Simmons, James Harden trade if he gets traded this offseason? Yeah, I think they do. I mean, honestly, getting out of that contract and getting Ben out of the city, like, I think even if it was for a year and a half rental or, like, not realizing potential of getting to the Eastern Conference Finals still, I think in the end, the like, the team, I think, overall was much better. And, and even if it's only a year and a half, I think I, – I don't really think we could lose a Ben Simmons trade – uh, seeing what's happened since he's left. Um, maybe you disagree. 
No, I actually don't. I still think you win it. I mean, obviously, I think it dictates on what you get back for James Harden. But um, in the general scheme, look, the Sixers, there was no coming back from Ben. You still got a perennial all-star from for James Harden. And outside of game six and seven of the Eastern Conference semifinals, you can say that James Harden's, you know, career with Philly was pretty much a success. So I, I, yeah, they, they still win it. Uh, you know, fun fact, Ben Simmons only has two years left on that deal now. So it's almost a tradable contract. They, you know, it might be part of the Damian Lillard stuff, which I guess we can go ahead and talk about, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the other big news, obviously free agency before that was James Harden. And then after that, after the draft, after some free agency signings, the big news is Damian Lillard, who has been loyal to a fault to where people have been criticizing him for how loyal he is for 11 years um, to the Portland Trailblazers. And he requested a trade. Honestly, it seems like the timeline of when he requests a trade is really murky. I've heard sources saying it was when they met on Monday, I've heard sources saying it was after they signed Jeremy Grant, like very weird that it can't be pinned down. But because they're two big names, because they have big mat, big contracts, and because we've obviously talked about Dane Lillard a lot last season, uh, off season, do you think there's any way that they can parlay a little three-way trade and get Dane to come to Philly using Harden as a trade piece? They can, but not for the price that it's going to cost. You could get trade assets for James Harden. You can get a pick or two plus some rotation, some expiring contracts and maybe a young player or two. But the main piece of this is going to be Tyrese Maxey, which, you know, despite the Sixers not extending him this offseason, uh, they're, they're doing it to save flexibility for two max contracts, which is understandable. I'm not even mad about that. I, I get that. But it also, you know, he is still viewed as a part of the future. And you're giving up James and Tyrese and in all likelihood, probably Tobias as well. You're giving up three starters for Dame Lillard. It's just not the math doesn't work there. Like it doesn't work like you're not going to be able to contend, even if you just give up Tyrese and James. That's a that's your starting backcourt. That Those are two near one, basically all star level players. That you're putting in, granted for an all-time great, but you're giving that up plus any like depth that you could get back in a James Harden trade and anything else. So, I is the, is there a path? Maybe, and that's if you know Portland wants Tyrese. I mean, look, they have Scoot Henderson, they have Anthony Simons, they have the other kid that they drafted last year. I can't even remember Shaden his name. Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp. They have three young guards that need playing time. Tyrese doesn't really fit there. He is the most attractive know, piece. He, he is the most attractive piece out of any other team that can offer something. But at the same time, his fit there isn't natural. So I, I don't know. I, that's that's tough... the thing. That's the thing. In all tradable assets that would ever be put on the table currently from NBA teams, Tyrese Maxey is likely the most attractive. And like they want to do right by him. He wants to go to Miami. Maybe they can try and figure that and make it work. But you're telling me if the Sixers called and were like, hey, what is Miami offering that in anywhere like that's going to get you Tyrese Maxey? I understand they may have a log jam at backcourt, but like you could also trade those pieces. I think a Scoot Henderson Tyrese Maxey backcourt is like salivating if I was Portland. So. Mm-hmm. I would be more interested in what Philly has to offer than any other team just because, again, it's centered around Maxi. 
I don't know that they'll do it. I think you're right. Like if you think about if Tobias and Maxi are the teams that are the players that go out for uh, fame, and then Harden goes out, and you get like tradable assets in terms of first round picks to try and entice Portland. Does that make you better? Honestly, I don't think it does because you're losing three starters. But at the same time, what if you get like Norman Powell or Terrence Mann back in that trade? Add it, like Powell's played with Dame, adding them to the starting lineup. Maybe the team is not like just decimated and you can put one of them in the starting lineup. I mean, just Embiid and Lillard together is is like a dream scenario, I think. Um I don't know that it'll happen. I'm not sure how best they could do it. But, yeah, it's definitely feasible they could flip that uh, and make the trade work. But the other teams that are being talked about are the Clippers and the Knicks. So Clippers seem to have the most interest. Do you think that's the best bet for a Harden trade? I I think so. And, look, some people – look, what I initially thought about, I'm like, oh, cool, Paul George. And then I'm like, no, they're not going to trade Paul George. So you really got to think about it. <clears throat> Do the Clippers have enough that can entice James Harden? Look, Maury's going to want an all-star level player back. You're probably not going to get that unless there's like one team, which I'm going to hold off on talking about just yet. But if you're going for the Clippers, you're going for quality players, depth, and future assets. Look, you get Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann is probably an ideal backcourt mate for Tyrese because he's a great defender, can do a little bit of everything, shoot, dribble, drive. He's an, you know, honestly, if he got more playing time in, you know, uh, LA, he probably averaged anywhere from like 15 to 18 points a game. And like I said, he's a two way player. So he's really solid. He can cover up Tyrese's defensive flaws to an extent. Uh, and then you get somebody like, say, for example, you you would have to get Norman Powell. Six, uh, he was a six-man candidate last year. You'd have him come off the bench again. I, I'd love that for the Sixers. Get a guy that can average you know, 16 to 20 off the bench. And then you, you get your choice of either Robert Covington or um, Marcus Moore Sr. Uh, me personally, I kind of like the idea of bringing back Rocco a little bit more defensively yeah. versatile. A little bit more of a streaky shooter, but less of an ego than Morris does. So I'm, I'm okay with bringing back Rocco. And then you get a first – if you can get a first-round pick for an aging all-star going into to, uh, when he's starting 33 this year, uh, yeah, I, I take that. Uh, 34, my bad. 34 this year. Yeah, I, I think that's a solid return. You're not going to get the return that you, you want. Daryl Morey, I don't think, unless one particular team – you know, blows it up, but I'm not sure. So that, anyway, are they the best bet for a trade? I think they gave you the most reasonable offer. I don't know if they're they're your best bet, though. Yeah. No, I hear you. I kind of agree. Um, it depends if, if they're trying to parlay the stamp situation, what they're going to do with the Clippers. But on the other end of it, the Knicks, it seemed, have mild interest, I would say. So are you interested in what they can offer? I mean... It depends on what they offer. I mean, I don't think we're going to get uh, R.J. Barrett. I mean, if they do, then you do it in a second. If they offer R.J. Barrett, yes, you do it in a, a freaking second. Like, it's not even a question. If they don't ar- offer R.J. Barrett, then that's where things get a little dicey because you, you're going to have to take back Evan Fournier, who really d- has barely played last year. Who, he's a sharp shooter, but, you know, he has his limitations He'd be a six man for you. 
And then you look at maybe, I, I guess, Emmanuel Quickly, uh, Hardenstein. Hardenstein's a really good backup. Uh, quickly, you could probably he he's gotten a lot better defensively, so you might be able to start him in the in the backcourt with with Tyrese. And who knows, maybe that dynamic duo reuniting those two Kentucky guys again yeah. would be be a really good an interesting spark. They're a little undersized, but at the same time, you know, I honestly think that quickly has been underutilized in um, in New York, so. It, it could make a really interesting one-two punch in the backcourt. Um, yeah, he, I agree. How, how tall? How tall is he? Like six five? I want to say he, is he six five? I thought he was like six three. Hang on, let's let's check. I mean, I like quickly. Honestly, I think he's a six two, so he's kind of tiny. I mean, mm. I like quickly though. I think that again, yeah, reuniting Kentucky players. I think Kentucky guards. It's been well documented had great success in the NBA, especially those drafted early. So I can see that again. If it just depends what the interest is. If the interest isn't that much, everyone knows it's a one year rental because you can't extend. I think having more than one team helps. I don't know that I necessarily love it being the Knicks, but having more than one team creates some bidding. So we'll see. Um but is there any dark horse team that you think might come out of the woodworks for uh, offer for Harden? I think so, and I don't know if we're going to have the same one here, but I'm going to say the Chicago Bulls. Just hmm. hear me out. Hear me out. Zach Levine's on a terrible contract, right? And while I know the Sixers are looking to open up space, Zach Levine, you know, I I think – I don't forgot who said it. I think it was either uh, Brian Windhorse or um, Zach Lowe. Or maybe it was Kendrick uh, Kendrick Perkins or R- Richard Jefferson. I don't know. But somebody was talking about the evolution of Ray Allen not too long ago. And I was listening to it. And I now I'll be honest. I never watched Ray Allen in Seattle or Milwaukee. But from what they tell me, it's very similar to what Zach's been doing in his career. You know, first he was just a slasher. You get to the basket type of guy. Now he's extended his range out to the three-point range. Wouldn't Interesting. If you take on that bad contract from Levine, you have defensive problems with Levine and Tyrese in the backcourt. There's no denying that. But you get Levine, you get a guy who can shoot the ball really well. He can mold himself into a Ray Allen type guy who can still is still super athletic and 28 years old. If you ask him to be your three point shooter like marksman, you can save those knees so that you don't have to worry about his knees deteriorating. And you still get an all-star caliber player in return for James. Uh, and, you know, Chicago's kind of let out of the box a little bit because they can trade Vucevic on his new contract. DeRozan's in his last year. They can make one more run at it with James, DeMar, and Vooch. And if it doesn't work, blow it up. And then they, they're not stuck to Levine. And we know that uh, Joel and Levine have a good relationship, so I I think that that's a trade that could potentially work. Yeah, I, yeah look, I, I don't hate it. Um, I can see how that could definitely be a dark horse. Uh, I was going to say Miami only because I think Miami, the Clippers, and Philly are all trying to shift, like in a point guard situation. Miami mm-hmm. wants to add another piece, and the Clippers want to add another piece. So if for some reason Dame ended up in L.A. with the Clippers, then maybe Miami's interested in, in trying to get Harden. 
I don't know. It just seems like they're they're not very happy with like like running it back. And I think those three teams are going to play like hot potato. And whoever doesn't get Dame might go for Harden. Uh, and and that's how the trades might work. But uh, in the end, I do think it's uh, like LA and the Knicks are the front runners. Look, I I think that I I don't hate that trade. I I think a Tyler Hero Tyrese Maxi backcourt would be interesting. Yet again, it comes to long term money there. I don't know if the Sixers want to tie up long term money and Tyrese Maxi when they could have potentially two max slots open for free agency next year. Plus the fact that they can. So my understanding is not only could they sign two max players to those two max slots, but they could also then resign, you know, get a new contract with Tyrese Maxey, which is essentially worth the, the same as well. Now, obviously the news uh, second apron would go into effect there, but I don't know if you're trying to win a championship for Joel, it might be worth it. Right. But who, who are you going to get with those two pieces? Are you sure you're going to be able to get them to Philly? I don't know. So it's a, it's a tough call. I did like Miami before, but people on Twitter have talked me into uh, Chicago. Cause I, I think yeah. Chicago's it's, it's, it's an interesting spot. And look, like I said, you can trade Vucevic, DeMar and James are in the last year of their deals. You could trade them if things go sour early on, or, or you can just let them walk in free agency and boom, restart. I mean, heck you could go for DeRozan too. If you still want to have salary cap space next year. Uh, I don't know if DeRozan's the best fit with Joel, but you know, it, it's an option. Anyway, we, we've been talking about the Sixers' future free agency. Let's talk about their current free agency. So, to, much to the chagrin of most Sixers fans, we have lost multiple players in free agency. Um, the, yes. the, the, the Probably the biggest blow that I think people weren't expecting was the fact that Jalen McDaniels um, signed with the Toronto Raptors. For two yep. years, about $9 million. I, Dude, I think we could have afforded that. It's clearly they're trying to get something in the works here. Um, I don't know. It, it feels bad. He went to the Raptors. Shake Milton, who we, we suspected would probably be gone, went to the T-Wolves. I think he has a chance to start. If, you know... If well, they got Schroeder, Mike, too. No, 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 no. Oh, Shake, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. T-Wolves. Yeah, yep. yeah they got Mike... Conley, who's pretty old at this point. Um, I think he could beat him out, possibly. And then George's Niang. Bang, bang, Niang went to the Cavaliers for, what was it, like 20 years? Three years, 26. Oh, my gosh. A little bit of an overpay by by the Cavs there. Of course, then again, they also got Max Strews. Kudos to them. That was actually a pretty good signing for them. So they, they, they definitely improved their three-point shooting, which is something they needed to do. Yeah. Um, the Sixers did gain Patrick Beverly on a one-year one year minimum. And maybe Pat Bev can help, you know, James Harden come back if that's an avenue that that's possible. Maybe, you know, that, that might be good. Another former Maury guy, too. What are your reactions to the players lost and Pat Bev? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, so I feel like you, you'll probably hit on Jalen McDaniels a little bit. Like, the, I'll touch quickly on Niang. I, I'm glad he left. I mean, I, not that I disliked him on our team, but three years, 26, Cavs clearly overpaid. I think we can get another bench player who can kind of do what he did. Seriously, what bothered me is Shake. Like, I know we were, like, pretty certain he was going to leave. Maybe he didn't really want to be in Philly. But he got, like, two years, 10 million. Like, similar to Jalen McDaniels. Like, you could have paid that. You could have paid Milton, mm-hmm. you could have paid McDaniels, and you could have got some bench players that are still going to stay on the team. And, and yeah, the McDaniels thing's tough because it's like the thigh bull trade got you nothing. But I don't know. I was bothered by Shake. I've also been – like I've obviously been a supporter of Tobias. I'm a big supporter of Shake. I think he's one of a small group of bench players who can really get their own shot in this league. So it kind of bothered me when I saw how much it was when it came through. Dude, Shake – Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the Pat Bev signing. Uh, don't don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, you can't have him and PJ Tucker on the floor at the same time. Uh, that's gonna be brutal. Um, but the, the good defenders, not much offensive game. So I don't I don't know how to feel about the Pat Bev signing. I I don't know if he could rub Joel the wrong way in the locker room. Um, I guess we're just gonna see how that one is. But the shake one kind of bothered me. Um, look, McDaniels, I, you know, that he's the type of profile player that Masai Ujiri loves to get. I don't really know uh, how that's going to fit up there. That's, that's yet to be seen. Um, Shake Milne, dude, I said it before. I think Shake Milne's going to start and Shake Milne might be one of the bargain, you know, bargains of this free agency. Because, you know, when he started for the Sixers, he averaged, what, like 20, uh, 7, and 6 or something? Something crazy like that? Now, I don't know if he's going to put up those numbers, per se. But could he average, like, 15, 5, and 5? Or 5, and 6? Maybe. 
I mean, it's possible. I think the T-Wolves got a steal there. Cavs paid yeah. for shooting. That's that's what they wanted. Pat Bev, look, I, I'm okay about it. Like, I, you know, good locker room guy for a locker room that probably needs a little bit more. Le- I mean, look, PJ did a good job, but you still need more. Uh, like you said, offensively, it might be an issue, but defensively, you know, he's a solid backup. So my last question to you here, Jonathan, what's going to, when are we going to get the news on Paul Reed? Who's a restricted free agent? Is somebody going to make an offer for him or are the Sixers going to be able to wait, wait it out until this whole entire James Harden thing gets resolved. If it gets resolved during the summer. Dude, I don't know. Like, isn't this something that should have been resolved? That's the weird thing. Like, this is something where you, like, I I thought the news was they're going to extend a qualifying offer to him and just have, yeah. So like, the fact that it's not signed, that it is a little weird. I expect them to be back, though. I do expect them to fully to be back and be Embiid's primary backup. But, yeah, man, I, I thought the news would have broke by now. Well, I mean, look, he's signed the qualifying off. He has the qualifying offer, so he's a restricted free agent. The thing is that I'm surprised that another team hasn't tried to get him yet. Because then Philly yeah. has to make a move. And, look, if I'm a team like the Wizards or maybe uh, maybe the Spurs or like one of those teams that you know that aren't going to be that good, like I would try to overpay to make the Sixers like think about it. Yep. Because if if you don't if you overpay and then you know Philly doesn't match, then Philly's kind of out of luck for backup centers. Unless you want to go with Philip Petrusev, who hasn't played in a single NBA minute yet. You know, that that could be an option, I guess. I don't know, man. It's it's weird. Maybe they're waiting for the James Harden thing to, to resolve itself. Hopefully yeah. that gets done yeah. soon. All right, let's go ahead and go to our last subject. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, the rest of the league free agency. Honestly, I'm going to say before we dive into it, because we're just doing like reactions to a lot of the free agent news, my general reaction to free agency every year is, wow, I cannot believe there's this much money out there. Like, that's just, like, a generic, like, this is crazy. Everyone gets paid. Um, but why don't we start speaking of the two two massive contracts from Houston. Uh, Fred Van Vliet got three years, 140, I think. Something like 143. That. And uh, Dylan Brooks. Like yeah, four, four years, years, 80. Uh and as a result of the Dylan Brooks signing, they traded Kenyon Martin Jr., who honestly looked better than Dylan Brooks overall last year. In terms, I could not of like, believe that man. And they traded him what for two round to- picks for uh, for what's his uh, to the Clippers. That's a steal for the Clippers, dude. What are the Rockets doing? The, you know what they're trying to do is set, is set a culture. But I don't think Dylan Brooks is the type of guy that you want in a culture. Like, yeah, Brett Van Vliet, great move, great culture guy. He's going to get the team going in the right direction. Dylan Brooks, great defense, not a good culture guy. I mean, look, Memphis is in disarray. They had to sign – they not only had to bring in Marcus Martin in a trade, they had to sign Derrick Rose because Derrick Rose is like an ultimate glue guy now in the locker room as a veteran presence. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not good. For Memphis, and that's granted, that's not all on Dylan Brooks. But like, do you honestly think Dylan Brooks was a good influence on Ja in terms of that type of stuff? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna guess, and this is just me, you know, speculating that I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no yeah. on. That. 
I mean, and, but, and I don't, dude, the way they were like built very young, drafting a men Thompson, hoping he's going to get his hands on the ball, like just seemed kind of weird that they were like all in on Van Vliet. Then they well, go I mean, here, okay. they get, they got Jock Landau from Phoenix. Like, I, I think they're trying to like, I don't know, compete for the play in this year. I mean, it, they did say a three-year rebuild from the James Harden thing. It is year three. So, like, look. And they were going for Brook Lopez, too. Well, there we go. Good, yeah. good segue. Bucks got Lopez and Middleton back. Probably best-case scenario for them. So, how how you feeling about that? I mean, the Bucks did good. Got the core together. They did lose a very valuable role player. Do you, do you know who? I, is it George Hill? Not, no, George Hill got traded at the deadline for uh, oh, who was it? Jay Craft, Javon Carter. Oh he yeah, he went to the Bulls, right? Bulls, yeah, three years, twenty mil. Good for Javon. He has a chance to start. I like that. That's you your know, West Virginia that's, boy. That that's my West Virginia boy. That's right, Tim and Deuce McBride. That's right. Yeah. Also, side note, Deshaun Butler is now an assistant for WVU's new head coach. Woo woo. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you remember Deshaun, right? Final Four run, oh, 2010. Yeah, yeah. He's the same yeah. guy who tore his ACL. Yeah, yeah. Don't that remind was, me. That he, was tough. He was he was projected to be a lottery pick before then, man. Yeah, projected he was, lottery. He was carrying them. Yeah, and then he got drafted in the second round by the Spurs and never played a single NBA minute because his knee got so janked up, man. It was bad. That was tough. Well, I'm glad he's uh, coaching. Mm-hmm. Um. And then first of the free agency news, literally seconds after, so guaranteed this happened before free agency actually broke, Draymond staying in Golden State, four years, 100 mil. That seems appropriate. I like that. That's a that's a good deal for Draymond. I think Draymond deserved the money. And, like, look, take get him one last payday. I'm all for it. That's, I'm, look, it's, it's less than what he could have made probably in free agency. But you know what? It keeps the Warriors – a core together and that's pretty much what any fan really wants is to see this kind of like how how the spurs played out in the end you know what i mean yeah no absolutely i'm i'm glad he's back and they said it was a discount i mean i still think a little bit high but for what he does for that team it's good um all right so i will say i was shocked at the lakers making moves i thought the lakers essentially had no money um and no flexibility but they brought D'Lo back, I think two years, 37. Reeves is coming mm-hmm. back, four for 52 or 56. Hachim Murrah's back, 17 mil a year. Then they brought Tarian Prince and Jackson Hayes in from the Pelicans, and they signed Cam Reddish. They had a good day, man. What are your thoughts on all the moves that happened in L.A.? Oh, you know who I forgot to put on that list? Probably the biggest deal in free agency, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent, three for yeah. 33. Yeah, look, okay, look. Prince got waived by the Timberwolves, which was kind of surprising. Um, Prince, solid 3 and D guy, a little inconsistent at times, but overall really good. Cam Reddish, you're bucking on his up, banking on his uh, upside there. Hayes, same thing, athletic uh, big man who can finish. You're, you're betting on his upside there. Reeves, look, can, could can be the third guy there. By the way, I almost put that there. Jonathan, what you're typing now. Yeah, I almost, I was like, is it really that important? I don't know. We'll leave it off. I'll see if he puts it on there. Russell, that's a good deal for Russell. I think that's what Russell's worth now. He's a below 20 million guy, but more than the mid-level exception. I I think that's a solid deal. Gabe Vincent, look, you you get Gabe Vincent, he can start for you. He can come off the bench. 
3 and D, plug and play, can do a little bit more than 3 and D. It's a really good deal. Uh, I, I Look, Lakers, are they... They they restocked. They look a little bit younger, a little bit more athletic. I, I like this. The real question isn't their role players now. It's the health of AD and LeBron. Well, Those me, could I, be well, healthy. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. I was going to go off the Lakers. You can keep going. No, I was just going to say, if those two can stay healthy, then they have a shot to win it. But if they don't, because, like, live, I let's be clear. LeBron, I think, was playing on a broken foot last year, right? Yes. Yeah, pretty close to it. Some, something really bad. And he still played. If that was, like, healthy LeBron that we saw early on in the year and AD did, wasn't gassed, you know, I, I think that that series would have ended differently. Maybe the Nuggets still would have won, but it wouldn't have been a sweep. Yeah. So my question I was going to ask is, Gabe Vincent got three for 33, 11 mil a year. Max yeah. Struess got four for 64. Honestly, I thought Vincent was better than Struess. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But I, maybe I didn't watch him in the regular season. In the playoffs, I actually thought Vincent was a better player. I know he signed Regular, first, but... Well, it's yeah. it's it's partially the the regular season. Struess was the better player. But also, um, the other thing is... Um, gosh, I can't even remember now. I lost my train of thought. Well, we can stay in L.A., Okay, Westbrook good. returning two years, seven million, seven point eight or something. It's extremely low contract, but don't feel bad for Westbrook. I looked it up; he's made over three hundred million in his career, so I don't think he's worried about money. Uh, what are your thoughts here? Look, I think it's a good union. Uh, if they don't get James Harden, they don't get Dame. Westbrook still proved himself to be pretty darn good point guard, especially when one or both of their main guys are out. I, I think it's it's a good signing. I, I like it. I like it because, yeah, I, I think it's a good signing. I think it's a value deal. And even if they do get James or Dame, like, you can have Russ come off the bench. Like, he's willing to do that. So, like, yeah, I think yeah, it works. I think it's a good fit. And I think seeing how he played in the Lakers and the Clippers shows that sometimes it is fit. Um, yeah, not not everybody fits with LeBron James. And I, yeah. you know what? I'm uh, not going to say anymore because I'm going to get started on a whole tangent. <laughs> well, Kuzma, Kyle Kuzma, we were all saying uh, Sacramento, I think, on the last podcast. Yeah. He ends up re-signing with the Wiz for nine figures in the 100 mil. So thoughts on that? Good for Kuzma. Look, he, he took a smaller deal last time when, when he was with the Lakers. He gets the full four years. He gets really good money that he probably deserved. Had a career year last year. He's going to keep on putting up big numbers for the Wizards. And when they decide that, they, they, that they're they not losing enough, they'll trade him. And it's a tradable contract. Um, heck, at this point, you know, I'd be willing to do a sign and trade for Kyle Kuzma. Give him James Harden and P.J. Tucker. Give me Kyle In Kuzma. Philly? Yeah, or even Tobias Harris. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll take the I'll take Kyle Kuzma over to Bias Harris. I like Kuzma; he's a good player. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's trade Kyle Kuzma for Tobias Harris. Sure, let's go for it. I'm all for it. Deal done. Yeah. All right. Now, well, now, now, also, now, oh, go ahead. Now, now, now I'm thinking. Now, gosh, now I'm giving myself article ideas. Sorry. Go ahead. You're good. Yeah. So next, kind of leading into what I or coming off of what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Unsure exactly the timing of the Dame Willard uh, trade request, but 
it seems really odd that they signed Jeremy Grant to a five-year, $160 million contract, and then less than 24 hours later, Dame ass out. It seems like Jeremy Grant would be someone you would want to sign expecting you're keeping Dame, right? Well, they said they're going to honor that agreement regardless. Um, Grant, look, I mean, he's going to, I think he's going to age okay because he's still a good three-point shooter. Um, he'll be 34, I want to say, when this deal's done. Uh, look, I, I'd be tempted to trade Tobias for Jeremy Grant right now, to be honest. I, I don't know if Portland's wanting to do that, but that's certainly a conversation Philly should have internally, at least. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a weird move. I mean, I guess they were still trying. That's why I think the trade request happened after the the agreement of the deal. Yeah, that's so, what you think. Yeah, so um, I, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I, good for Jeremy getting a payday. Kudos. Yeah, so, former Sixer. Um, and so I think one of the reasons we all thought Kuzma was going to go to the Kings is because we thought Harrison Barnes may be on his way out. He stayed. Thoughts there? I mean, look, he's a glue guy. He was clearly one of the veterans in that locker room, and they figure that they couldn't get anybody. I guess they figured that they couldn't get anybody to come to Sacramento. So might as well just keep their guys. So they, they, you know, made sure they extended him before the actual beginning of free agency. So good for them. Yeah. I like Harrison Barnes there. I'm pretty sure I had that. That might've been the only one I had. So yeah, I'm I think hold so. On. Um, then not too surprising. Kyrie resigns in Dallas. I think that was always going to be the case. It was, that's why it was odd. He was, Making so making his way around with some meetings, specifically Phoenix, who couldn't offer him anything. So, uh, what do you think about Kyrie going back to uh, Dallas? I think it's a three-year contract with a opt-out after two. I think it's a win-win. Look, Dallas saved themselves from a long-term commitment from Kyrie. Kyrie still gets paid. Uh, he gets to reestablish himself as a trustworthy player. They get to, you know, they get some salary cap flexibility, which I think they've already gone out and used. If I, they, yeah, they took Seth Curry. Gosh, I wanted Seth for us. Yep, I wanted Seth I know. to come back. I wanted Seth to come back so bad. Seth, baby, come back. Would have been great. It would have been great, but instead he went back to his former team before us, which is the Dallas Mavericks. Him and him and Luca had some good two-man games, so that's that's good. I, I get it. I get it, Seth. I get it. It's too soon for us. I get it. Maybe next time you hit free agency. Um, yeah. But no. Um, so, yeah, no, I think it's a win-win. And, yeah, I, I, I think it's a good deal overall. Um, last one that you wrote in here, Eric Gordon to Phoenix. We know that he yes. has to take the minimum there. Uh, that's a yep, really good pickup why- for Phoenix. That's why I added it. I mean, I don't know if it's the break, most breaking news, but Clippers getting rid of his $21 million contract, and then he signs two-year, six-mil, three-mil a year. That's why it was kind of shocking to me, and I want to talk about it. I mean, again, don't feel bad for Eric Gordon. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure he's made over $100 million or close to in his career. So you're mm-hmm. at this point where you can make these decisions. He's 34. Maybe he wants to try and get a ring. Some people speculated some free agents might do that because with Phoenix looking like they're going to have some really good talent this year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting deal. But I think, again, I think he's probably probably going for a ring here. So you think? Yeah, look, I mean, I don't – I yeah, it's clearly ring chasing, which is fine. Uh, the Phoenix Suns not only got him, they got Keita Bates-Diop, which I think was an underrated free agent this summer. He – Last year, he he played for the Spurs. 
He's 6'8", really good defender, shot 39% from three-point land. That They re-signed Damian Lee. He's a really good three-point shooter. I'm trying to go through yep. the list here of who else they got. They got Shemezi Metu, who was a forward for the uh, for the Kings last year. He's a good defender. Um, they got a center, too. That uh, they, Who was who's the center they got? Sorry, I'm going through all these names. On ESPN, so give me give me one minute here. Oh, by the way, kudos to former Sixers uh, two-way player Julian Champagne getting a twelve million dollar deal from the Spurs. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, That's what I'm, again. I am happy for him, but this is just this is the uh, day when you realize just how much money there is. There really is a lot of money in NBA free agency. Um, oh, by the way, former Sixers used to have the um, the rights to this guy, Veselijimecic. Uh, we drafted him back in, like, I want to say 16, 17, or maybe even 15. We had the rights, and then we traded those rights to the to the Oklahoma City Thunder, and now he's officially coming over to, to the Thunder, so good for them. Okay. Um, I'm trying – I'm going I'm – tr- I'm trying to sh- – Stroll through. Oh, Obi Toppin got traded from the Knicks to the Pacers. Good, good for Obi. Obi needed to get out. I think out he's going to play well. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to play well in Indiana. Look, when he started for the the Knicks last year, I think he averaged like twenty one points per game. He, I think he's going to break out. I think he has a breakout season waiting for him. I agree. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, gosh, they. they Phoenix signed more players, but I can't remember who else they signed for the life of me. No, uh, honestly, though, I was surprised at how many players they signed. I mean, again, maybe not oh, great players. Utah but... Wabanabe, yeah, the 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 the, uh, the uh, Japanese. I think he's Japanese. I'm not sure. I think he's Japanese. But dude, he's Lucas, they signed four. they signed probably seven players within like the first hour of free agency. Oh yeah, and it it was just like shocking. They they're building out their roster quick and fast. Yeah, the only guys that, that doesn't look like they're bringing back is Tory Craig and Bismack Biombo. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of understandable. I think I honestly think they're gonna. I'm surprised at how what they built their roster around. Who knows if it's gonna be enough? Because they were their team's gonna be kind of shallow bench wise, but they did good. Oh, they also got Josh Kogi back and Drew Ebanks. That's the other guy that I was missing. Yeah, Drew Ebanks, he's a solid backup. Yeah, um, yeah, not no, a bad haul. Yeah, no, Phoenix did really good. I'm very happy for them. Yeah, no, it's a bit, it's been a fun free agency, and it's not done yet. I mean, we still got some trades to happen. I think Chris Duarte got traded from the Pacers to the um, Kings. That's good for him because he was starting to get buried in that depth chart. So yeah, yeah, man, free agency is it's it was heavy early on as it usually is, but definitely not over. Sixers definitely have to do some stuff, and we'll surely have some more hardened news, maybe, uh, or at least more speculation when we talk next time. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, but uh, thanks again. We'll have have Summer League, too. Man, it starts back so quick, doesn't it? I'm excited for it. And and my daughter's daughter's with her mom this week, so I can watch uninterrupted Summer League. I'm very excited about all this. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, well. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, as always, you can read our stuff at the Sixer Sense. There's tons of stuff up there right now about James Harden and Dame Lillard and lots of interesting articles you'll want to go over. Check that out. Um, you can listen to us on 
Apple, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your podcast. We really appreciate you listening and leave a review. Until next time, go Sixers. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.